Welcome back, everyone, to another YouTube live stream here at Slab Stocks. I'm your host, Aaron, joined by Nate, and we are doing a six-month forecasting prediction, also what I like to call the forecast up to the 2021 National in Chicago, because six months kind of takes us to what, like September? But I'm more looking at up to the National. Uh, just better. It sounds better to call it six so four-month four month prediction. Yeah, that sounds kind of weird. So um, we're going to call it a four to six month prediction or forecast. Um, of course, what you hear in this episode are our opinions, our fantasies potentially, or what we think might happen it has nothing to do with what might actually happen, especially with some of Nate's stuff he wrote down. But uh, hey, uh, quick, quick before we begin. Yes. This banner right here, going to get another, uh, you can see national championships on the bottom. Dude, we have another year added at the all, end of this. All I can see of- is that 1923 is the last time that they won. And what I know is that Wisconsin oh. won before that or after that. Oh. 2008. Could have been 2012. Around. And also probably, uh, what was that, 2017? Devontae Graham. They didn't win. No, I know, but should have. <laughs> but then they oh. ran into the buzzsaw that was Villanova. Ah, I got you. Okay. So – Everyone, enjoy this episode. We have some words on slides. We'll elaborate further, and we want all of your opinions as well in the chat as we go through this. So as we talk about a topic, put in your six-month forecast for the industry based on the topic we're talking about, and we'll wrap in some of your guys' thoughts, guys and ladies' thoughts, because there are ladies in this industry, by the way. I was in Dallas, and there were multiple women running booths there, some on their own too. It's very impressive, and uh, it's, it's a big switch, though, from like, a year and a half ago at the Chicago National, what maybe one, two people running a booth are females. Um, there are quite a bit of lady folk there, so it's good to see the industry expanding and uh, adding new, new horizons to the market. But let's get into this. Keep in mind what you're going to hear is not guaranteed to happen. Some of it most likely won't happen, but we want to have some fun and see what we can come up with because I do think right now is the hardest time to figure out what the industry is doing. Nate, will you agree with me on that? I'm having well, a very hard time figuring out what the industry is doing today, what's going to do tomorrow. Like it's kind of chaos because there's definitely. so many, there's so many different things now involved. It's not as easy as saying, "Oh, basketball is just going to keep rising." You know, like it's not that easy anymore. Well, I mean, look at baseball, right? Baseball was falling down the pecking order. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, baseball is exploding through the roof. I mean, just the other day, I was trying to get my hands on a Garrett Mitchell auto, and um, instead, I bought a wedding band. Um, instead of an auto, so I mean, whatever, but uh, I mean, whatever, uh, it was two, there was a purple one on eBay for $200. I mean, mm-hmm. not eBay, uh, Com C for 200 bucks. Who sends us who sends it to Com C? I know, ridiculous, but it was sitting in my, it was sitting in my cart, could have bought it, didn't. Now, three days later, a base auto goes for 225. But let's keep in mind how fast that can change the other way too. Yeah, it can it can definitely go the other way. But that's the thing about this market. It's like you kind of just gotta buy guys you like and hope it works out in your favor because nobody really knows what's gonna go on tomorrow or two days from now. I, I do agree with now. that. And for everyone wondering, uh first off, Oscar, really cool you're coming to the national. Can't wait to meet you. I was in Dallas this past weekend and there were thousands upon thousands of people, lots of money being exchanged. Like you wouldn't believe the amount of people that bought it, just brought out stacks of $100 bills out of their backpack to like it. I've never seen anything like it. I actually did see one thing like it at the 2017 National when I saw a 25K Mike Trout deal go down, which is now worth 750K probably. 
Um, wait, Nate, how much did the PSA nine sell for the gold? You knew that for the gold, eighty nine thousand. Oh, nine five. What do you think? Maybe like two hundred k. Not that much, but still, that's a that's a that's a big uh, big margin there. But basically, what I'm trying to say is that there's a lot of money changing hands in this industry right now, and there is a full vlog coming out on my trip this week. So stay tuned for that. But we're going to talk about this six month trend here. So. Let's get into it. So first question or first topic is most in-demand brand in six months. This one is a little harder because I think a lot of this is going to stay similar. Um, The next one's kind of start to change a bit. But in my opinion, I think that we will have for basketball and football because they have the same exact kind of product release schedule. Um, Prism's still going to be the biggest. And a lot of people are going to try to tell you that Select's bigger, that Optic's going to be bigger, that there's going to be something else that's going to be bigger. But there's nothing bigger than Prism, especially when you take into account the amount of cards that there are made for it and how much they sell for, um, basically market cap and the, the amount graded. It still is the king. There's still way more money flooding through or funneling through Prism than any other brand, and it'll stay that way. And the numbered cards will stay super expensive, and that, that's my thought on the most in-demand brand. Um, I went a little bit of the opposite direction. Instead of most in-demand, I went least in-demand, and specifically for football. Uh, and I said optic falls to, to fourth. I think I think maybe this is too too bold for six months or four months. But I personally like Prism, Mosaic, and Select better than Optic. So I'm just going out from my own biases here sure. and saying optic falls to fourth. That being said, 2017 Hollows. So Patrick Mahomes Hollows, right? Um, I don't think they get their due compared to Prism Silvers, which are just his base cards. Like Prism Silver PSA 10, like a $10,000 card, the same hollow is probably like six, 7000 despite the fact that it's actually a silver and a short print compared to um, Prism Silvers, which are not short prints. So that's where you get the 2017 hollows get their due. I think finally people will become wise to that and start paying a premium. Right. Um, I'm actually going to bring up Nate's point. And Nate, I'm going to go a little bit different than you. I think that Prism for football drops to number four. And I think that Optic... Are you are you saying that because of how bad this year's was? Yes. Specifically talking about, about 2020. What about, okay. Because, I mean... I, let me I mean, make it clear. Can... Specifically 2020. I think that Optic looks great this year, except great. for I've heard that people are pulling like a Justin Herbert in every blaster they're buying. So that might have something, you know... Might not be uh be nice. So I guess I didn't really check one more thing. I didn't really check the the how many rookies are in the checklist of optic, but for Prism, it's so hard to pull a, a Herbert, a hundred card rookie checklist. So you know, more research has to be done for that. But in terms of just design, I think about mosaic and optic one in one A, one B, Prism three, and if select looks really good, I'll elevate that probably to one or two. So but I guess Nate's is more of a holistic look than just one year. All right, for baseball, I, I'm obviously baseball is not my strong suit, but I just want to just clarify what I think is is the cream of the crop from baseball. And I think it's Topps Chrome non-autos. Um, I think that this year specifically, we're starting to see a huge shift in the Topps Chrome non-autos, meaning like mm-hmm. you see a prism parallel Fernando Tatis PSA 10, so much money. Like what? $1,500 or something? 1000 to 1500 for a PSA 10 prism refractor of Topps Chrome? Yeah. Um, that that is way different than in the past, you know. Like you wouldn't see that type of parallel garner that much money. Uh, I think that's going to continue trending that way, especially as Topps Chrome basketball continues to to trend. Um, and then Bowman Chrome Autos. I think the more people that 
get involved with the minor league season this year are going to start to understand the power of that card as they start to look at the MLB counterparts and how much they're worth. I think it'll just further that market as it should. That should be the biggest market, Bowman Cromados. Um, wait, let me wait for all the new people listening. Bowman Chrome first autos, not the rookie autos, not the second autos, the first Bowman Chrome autos, the little first logo. I just want to make sure people know no, that. No, I do think there's probably some room for those Bowman Chrome rookie autos to. I'll agree with you, but I just want to make sure I'm not saying that that is the top auto on the market. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fair point, and I love that. Um, I think everyone who has watched us known that knows that we have loved Topps Chrome and also Topps Flagship for a long time, and you can't go wrong with either. And now you're looking at Topps Chrome finally overtaking Topps Flagship in that Fernando Tatis Topps Chrome PSA 10s are like 425 bucks, but a Flagship PSA 10 is what, 320 325 Somebody, Somebody can correct me on that because I don't actually have the numbers off the top of my head. Um... That being said, mine is just the Bowman Chrome market, or the Bowman market, excuse me, explodes. So obviously we're talking autos. Everyone knows the autos, and that to an extent has exploded because you're looking at guys like Juan Soto. Um, a PSA 10 is 10000 bucks. A, a BGS 9 is like 3000 some fourth. You know, I don't Wait, know. Can we take a pause here read this question? Read it out loud. <laughs> Baseball question for you. Is my cousin a good investment outfielder for the Tigers, Riley Green? I own some for obvious reasons, but is it worth getting more while the market isn't too crazy for him? That's crazy. Riley Green's cousin in the chat. Yes. Yes. Yes, do it. He didn't get – people uh, – it's always what's new. And once, you know, the Garrett Mitchells of the world, the Spencer Torkelsons of the world – once people remember that uh, guys like Riley Green still exist because there was no minors last year, those guys are going to explode too. So yes, yes, your your cousin is a great investment. Can you see this? Five ninety nine. Bowman, Bowman draft. draft hobby boxes three hours per box or five ninety nine right now. Nate from twenty twenty Bowman Draft. That's why I was on my phone. If people are wondering, because I don't know if Nate saw that. I was talking to Lou this past weekend when we broke twenty twenty. Uh, Bowman draft like is like right when it came out. They're like three hundred dollars a box. So that that was what Nate one of the less desirable checklists from the last few years, especially given how many autos there are, and that doubled in price. That kind of just goes to show how much the baseball market's changed. Dang, dang. Um, Lorams twenty three. That'd be the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. I'm responding to them via text, uh, chat right now. Um, anyways, let me get into uh, let me get into mine. And Bowman Bowman market explodes. Um, we watch the autos, right? They've exploded um, to an extent. Non autos. Um, you're looking at Wander Franco cards, right? Um, but I also think paper and insert, and it's going to start with Wander. Everything is going to start with Wander and trickle down, and you're going to see people that get priced out of the Bowman Chrome market turn to the Bowman paper. And PSA tens are going to go for are going for like one hundred twenty five dollars right now. And How much is the Bowman Chrome based PSA ten non auto? Uh, like three twenty five. Yeah, so that's very expensive compared to the past. Twenty sixteen Vlad back when he was coming up was like one hundred twenty five for Dude, a PSA he, 10. Vlad's at an all time high right now, and he's like two hundred some. That's crazy. Um, so then they're going to move to paper because they want Wander, but they can't get the Bowman Chrome. They can't get the autos. 
So 100, 125, those are slowly going to go up. And then they're going to turn to inserts probably because they're still going to want wander. And then I think that is going to trickle down to, you know, your Julio Rodriguez's, your Marco Luciano's, um, all those guys. Maybe it won't trickle all the way down to say like, because um, we brought him up a little bit ago, Garrett Mitchell. Like, I don't think his paper are ever going to explode, but your really top names, I think it's worthwhile to grab papers while you can. Anybody that seems like they're a surefire bet to become a top 10 prospect, grab their paper, see what happens. Grab their inserts, send them off to get graded, see what happens. Read this one. Bobby Witt, first paper, PSA 10, must have sold 10 in last week, all over 100. See, so that's what Nate's talking about. Top 10 prospect. Or something. Just like uh what's his name? Luciano. How you you know you're talking about his paper being worth so much now, too. All right. Let's move on to soccer, which Nate obviously has a ton of thoughts on. So this is pretty obvious, but I don't think it's gonna change anytime soon, especially with the mixed releases of Select over the last three years. While Select I absolutely adore as a brand. Uh, soccer has been too weird with no release in 2018, not really a 2019 release of select. And then like the 2020 select preview Euro set, like not what it was in the past odd way to do it. I wish that they just had it as a flagship soccer brand, which I think that they will in the future. Just, they must've messed something up with the, you know, explosion on the market, not having a timed rate, something weird like that. But tops Chrome UCL brands champions league are going to just be absolutely huge. In my opinion and Sapphire is included into that, which I saw Michael Brown comment earlier that the boxes are now $1,200. And I think that that's very justified given what Holland's non-graded and PSA 10 prices are commanding and how he's playing and the mob of other superstars in the set. Um, I definitely think that top scrum Sapphire and UCL are big. And then prism brands are going to be neck and neck with them as world cup comes out, as they try to incorporate more prism into the Euro into the, you know, other, uh, the EPL. I'm sure they're going to come out with La Liga soon. They're going to do Mosaic La Liga. So that Prism is going to be just right there too. And also for those asking, you did not miss all of the basketball discussion. We did talk about basketball for brands, which you can kind of see on screen. Um, Prism, I still think is going to be the biggest and Select's going to be behind it, but Prism still is by far the biggest. Yep. Hey, uh, quick, quick thing here, just because I saw it. Sure. I want to... Is select baseball a goodbye 2021? Now, is there a new new set coming out or is he talking about like 2020 set? I don't know. I'm just going to talk about select baseball in general and also prison baseball. Easy answer is no. I would never actually advise you to spend your money on it. That being said, if you've got a guy like Juan Soto, if you've got a guy like Wander Franco, if you've got a guy like Ronald Acuna, and you can get in cheap to some of these cards, even if they're not official and be official cards. Um, there is still money to be made. And so, um, or, and it doesn't always have to be about money. If you really like Juan Soto and you can't afford a Juan Soto bowling Chrome card or a tops flagship rookie, there's no shame in looking at select prism optic baseball cards. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I would never advise it, but there is room for it in the market. Is what I think if, if you you know how we see in basketball, how so much other stuff got attention as other stuff got too expensive, you know, people aren't always going to want to say, 
I need a Bowman Chrome, but now I have to find an inferior player that I don't believe in as much. Yeah. You know, like they might just turn to that next big brand that even if it's not licensed, while I personally probably wouldn't spend some money on it, I don't determine how the market moves. And I think that the market can move into that area, which they already have. I will say non-licensed stuff have seen some increase in value, but nowhere near like the hype that talked about, like, you know, we're not sitting here making graphs on select baseball cards, that type of thing. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. You know, sometimes you'd be surprised at the percent increase on some things like a Wander Franco Bowman Chrome rose 92 percent in the last like three months. But a Bowman paper rose 98 percent. Would you ever have predicted that? Um, so th- there's shocking things like that. But I would hesitate to say if a Bowman Chrome card goes up 92 percent that a select would go up 92 percent. I think maybe it'd be more like 40 percent, 30 percent. But yeah. Still, that's profit. Uh, Joe, I meant to comment on this earlier. First time joining the live. Love the content, guys. Thank you for joining. Appreciate that a lot. Always nice having people in here discussing back and forth as there is a lot of it right now. All right, we're going to move on to the next segment. Most in-demand player. And I'm saying that this is at the National 2021. People are walking around with cash in their hands. They're looking at boosts. The most in-demand player I think is going to be Kobe for a legend. I think it's going to be off the heels of you know, I, okay, I heard someone say July is going to be the Kobe documentary. I haven't heard anything on if that's actually happening or not, so I guess I can't say for sure. But I, regardless if there's a documentary or not over the summer, I still think Kobe is going to be just eating up at the National. And then Jason Tatum, I think, if the Celtics have a strong 2021 playoffs, which it doesn't look good right now, but if they can turn around the second half and where Tatum's values are at right now, and where they can go between now and the end of the season and potentially going into the next season. Keep in mind, the National falls a week after the championship happens this year because everything is pushed back because of COVID. Um, I think that Tatum could be a huge prospect slash, you know, uh, younger player to, to be bought at the National. Like it. Uh, I also went with Kobe because how can you not go with Kobe? Um, probably for any time in the next five years, my answer would always be Kobe, right? Um, just because of everything that has happened uh on the young player side though i went with lamello because we look at um the card market and how people value things and it's all about hype right it's all about who's in demand who has hype um and who has more hype right now than lamello ball people weren't expecting a lot outside of me took him with my last pick in my fantasy basketball draft i got mocked for it now he's like a top 30 player. I look like a genius, you know. Uh, uh, looks, looks like an idiot for some other draft picks, though. Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> and Devontae Graham. Um, but uh, I just think there's going to be so much hype as the top player in this new sets and all the new sets that will have come out. And I just think that LaMelo is going to be. Here's one more thing. Think about how far back the release schedule is right now for the basketball this year. March is going to be prism. End of March, I think the 31st, so two more weeks. If you think about like National Treasures, Immaculate, some of those releases are National Treasures particularly, and maybe some other ones too, are probably going to land around the National for LaMelo's rookies to release. And that could bring a lot of hype and a lot of new stuff. Uh, LaRam, sounds good. I'll check the email after this. I appreciate you for bringing that up and uh, joining for sure. Uh, Tech with the Super Chat. Thank you for that $5. Uh, 
We'll make sure to get that to Camp Kesem. Although we, the link in the bio is the official way to submit donations to Camp Kesem to help kids get to camp for free whose parents have cancer. Um, we did partner with them, so we get to use that link now and use a fundraising page, which is awesome. Do you foresee Jeremy Linkard's going up with the drop of the Boogie movie? I think yes, but not a huge jump. I, I saw some ra something random about it once, but I need a refresher on what is the Boogie movie. <laughs> uh, Tech, no comment until further clarification from you on what, what is coming out. In I'm, I'm assuming it's about Boogie Cousins. Yeah, but why would no, you? I, I, I don't think it's actually about Boogie. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, that's the only thing I can think of in terms of basketball, but. <laughs> Could uh, you imagine DeMarcus Cousins? Definitely. <laughs> Uh, I saw some people questioning my soccer pick, so I will clarify that once we get to that point. But baseball, new basketball movie loosely about Jeremy Lin. It just depends on how many people are watching and talking about it. I don't know how many people will be, so there's a chance no, but might be a chance yes. All right, baseball. I did not have a legend pick because I don't know exactly how hot the legend market's going to be for baseball. Oh, like, we were supposed to do a legend pick. Oh, I just copied you. Yeah, so here's the thing. I don't like have enough like vested interest in it to actually name someone. I know I think that you will, but I will say Fernando Tatis. I think that Soto is going to have a great year, but for some reason I feel like that the Padres, if they do perform amazingly this year, Tatis will have a lot to do with that. He's clearly one of the top superstars. He just signed that massive contract. I think at the National, people are just going to be like chucking Tatis and cash back and forth. Okay. Um, for a legend, I mean, if I was supposed to go off the top of my head, it would have I to be. I was thinking like Albert Pujols if he calls it a career and like people want to nab his stuff. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I was, you know, it either has to be somebody like that's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame or somebody that is super old and unfortunately like passes away or something like we watch with. Hank Aaron, right? But yeah. I'm not going to predict that because baseball market's weird. And we've already watched guys like Derek Jeter and um, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. shoot up. Sure. And for the prospect side, um, in my mind, it's got to be it's got to be Wander Franco. Yeah, I suppose prospect is a much more defined term in baseball versus like in basketball and football. You know? Yeah. Well, I I understand why you went with Fernando Tatis. Okay. I'm I'm just saying it's uh it's one of those things where Wander has so much hype right now, but he's going to get sent back to the minors and he's going to start the year in the minors and he's going to be able to demolish pitching. So he's going to get that hype train back up and then he's going to get called up to the majors and all bets are off. If he hits a home run, two home runs in his first couple games type of thing, you know, and you never know. Uh, it's going to be insane. Also fair point. Jason Dominguez is going to be playing now. And what happens if what happens if he gets a home run in his first game? You you just watch Bobby Wood Jr. explode with a home run in his a four hundred eight foot home run. Hey, what check this. Check this. At the national, that is potentially right around the time that Wander is either like by far away the top, like hitting the best this year, or he's like on the brink of getting called up, or he just got called up and he's killing it. I like your pick with that because I remember back in like twenty fifteen maybe 2017, like Ahmed Rosario was just about to get called up for the Mets. And it was like, you know, getting traded a ton. Ahmed Rosario, Bowman, Chrome was, of course, it didn't really work out. People are um, so much smarter now. 
<laughs> than no. investing in Ahmed Rosario. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, I'm just saying in general, it's just funny to think back on Ahmed Rosario because now that's not the type of guy that people would. Right. People, people before were buying off a of ranking, not necessarily off a of profile, you know? Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, uh, football. So Tom Brady, pretty obvious pick for the legend. I think since he's still playing again and going for a potential a Super Bowl, um, why would he not be bought and sold highly going into the season? And then I, th- I, I want to go with Kyler Murray. I really did. But the reason why I took Justin Herbert is because I th- remembered what Kyler Murray did, like his market did going into his second season. I feel more confident about a second-year quarterback like Justin Herbert doing something similar than Kyler Murray doing it again. Not to say that Kyler Murray won't go up in value before the season. I think he probably will too, as we see with the football market changing. But I think that there's a lot of people that like try to gravitate to that second-year quarterback that's going to make that jump into like the holy cow, this guy can be top 10 range, you know? Remember when people were buying Daniel Jones, were buying Drew Locke. Drew Locke. Remember, Drew Locke? Remember how hot he was during the season? Gardner Minshew. Yeah, so like that's why – and Justin Herbert, clearly like a class above those guys. But I, I think that we'll see that. Uh, Justin Herbert is so good. So right, right. He but does I, things I, on a football field that a rookie should not be doing. Yeah. And, and I, Especially a rookie to, with as bad a coaching as he had last year. I know. Goodness gracious. I'm not trying to make a prediction to him like, oh, this guy's going to like overtake everyone else. It's just like most in-demand player. I think it's going to be Justin Herbert at the National. Nate, you got Joe Burrow. Let's talk about that. Um, So Joe Burrow, the reason I'm doing this is I think it's a value play. Right, injured. Um, nothing new, else. What? <laughs> well, nothing, nothing else. Injured. You get him a full regular off season, right? Instead of whatever he had last year with video learning and all that jazz. Um, and I think that he is going to go from, you know a step below Justin Herbert to at least same level, if not above. I was reading a Mike Daniels quote the other day. Um, For those of you that don't know who Mike Daniels is, he was a former Packers defensive tackle, all pro, who got released and signed with the Bengals, and he's still really good. Um, And uh, he said the other day about Joe Burrow that he, he is going to be an absolute star in this league for a number of years, and he's super excited about him. And remember, he played with Aaron Rodgers. So if he got to watch Aaron Rodgers for like seven, eight years of his career, and now he gets to watch Joe Burrow and he's excited about him, I'm going to – now maybe he's searching out another contract, <laughs> right? Or he is actually extremely excited about Joe Burrow. And if he's extremely excited and he thinks he's as good as Aaron Rodgers, when he watched Aaron Rodgers from the other side playing against him in practice all the time, I'll take that. Yeah, um, I, w- I was close to putting Joe Burrow for my pick too, but I just think that without the injury, I think that people would rather be buying Herbert. Um, not to say that if Burrow wasn't injured, he'd probably be my pick. So very close. All right, moving on to soccer. So a lot of people I saw, I saw Michael Brown made a comment. Most in-demand player at the 2021 National. I kind of want to take at least one flyer on this list because Tatum, I mean, I I, I could have went with Luca or Zion probably, but I – I feel as if a lot of times, a lot of times the most in demand player is not a flyer. Exactly. So if I were to be legitly putting down a name here to be like, this will be the most bought and sold dude, I put Mbappe because 
He's coming off of the Euro tournament um, from the summer, going into you know the the potentially the finals for Champions League. So a lot more is going to go on with him than potentially with Rashford. I also could have put Erling Holland here. I also could have put Fati if he comes back from injury and is killing it. But the reason why I put Rashford is because I didn't want to be boring. I didn't want to just put down a name that I say every other day with Mbappe and Holland, and that everyone talks about. I put down Rashford for the sole reason that if he is scoring goals for England in the Euro this summer, and he is, and, and England is advancing far, I feel like that his market has got a lot of room to grow. Versus Mbappe is becoming more expensive for people that can't afford him already, which is all. I mean, which is awesome. I mean. Mbappe is going to clearly be one of the top young players for years to come and then star and everything. But this is just a sole play on if you're scoring goals in the Euro and England's going far, I think his marking can grow. Um, but then again, that's a more of a flyer. I wouldn't say that that I think is going to be the most in-demand player or in-demand prospect. I think it's going to be Mbappe. But uh, that's a really, I think, obvious and maybe boring pick. So that's why I did something different. I see uh, Panda up there. Popcorn Panda said Lewandowski is always overlooked and no love for Lewandowski. Uh, I would watch our – or my, I guess. Nate wasn't there. Uh, Dallas Card Show vlog this weekend. You might hear some thoughts. Um, I said I was going to plagiarize your words word for word. Yeah. But I changed my pick to uh, – and I don't know if I'm saying this right. Deli Ali. Deli Ali. Yeah. Yep. For, for England. So that's another English player. That, that's, uh, that's my pick. And uh, don't ask me why I know his name, but I do know that apparently he was disappointing last year. Uh, and uh, he's 24. So that's my pick. Uh, for for the legend, I I put Ronaldo. I think I'm personally a bigger Messi fan. I like both. Um, people might say I can't like both, but I do. I respect both for what they've done. But I'm put, I'm saying Ronaldo because of the Euro, um, and what what they can what Portugal may accomplish him and Felix and Ronaldo. I think if he puts up some huge Euro performances, his market's going to be scorching at the national. I I personally feel. Um, my legend Wayne Rooney, is he retired yet? Does yes. he still play soccer? He's retired. He's retired. Yeah. Oh man, he was born on my birthday, so. Uh... <laughs> Nate, I, I must ask, have you uh have you ever watched the Wayne Rooney MLS thing where he chased down the guy going down the left side of the pitch, steals the ball, runs back up, kicks this insane pass that gets put in for a goal, and then they win an extra time off that. Have you ever seen it? Because you gotta Google it after this. You have to watch it. It's one of the crazy the guy that does the bicycle kicks. Am I wrong? No, you I think you're right. He played for England, but uh I mean, a lot of guys do bicycle kicks, which is why I say I think you're right. But um, I, I would, you, you have to see. It. It's one of the best, like most phenomenal plays I think I've ever seen. I feel like that. I'm going to watch it though, and not really think it's phenomenal because I don't know anything about soccer. Uh, if you look at the time in the game and what he did, you'll understand. You don't have to understand. Yeah, but soccer makes no sense to me because it's Dude, like you don't have to understand soccer. To Ninety minutes and it's supposed to be over, and then all of a sudden there's like 91 minutes in the game. Like Nate, this is, it's the equivalent like, to like Devante or someone else on a different team running in a touchdown, uh, Jair Alexander running up from behind, stripping and picking up and running down the other field to win the game at, with like time expiring. It's literally the exact same thing as that. Like, okay. You got you to gotta see it. Okay. Also here at Card Hour, uh, Rashford has a lot of off-the-pitch stuff going on for him. Yeah, he does do a lot of good stuff in his community, and I really do think that off-the-field stuff 
in any sport is and it's particularly like popularity is really going to drive card prices too, which this could be big. All right. We are moving on to the next topic. Newest trend. This is a fun one. This is something that is not currently really talked about or hyped right now in something we think can happen. This is not a specific sports. I really think that collecting players that are buying, selling, trading sports card publicly is going to be a thing. It might not happen in six months because I don't know how many guys are going to get into publicly buying, selling, trading, posting stuff on their huge IG accounts with what they're picking up. But if that were to happen in the next six months and if it were to happen in the next year, I think it would be really, really big. Because if you remember when Steve Aoki really got into cards, he has like a 2016 first pitch baseball card. Those started to flip on Comsey like crazy. And that's a DJ. Think of if, you know, LaMelo Ball starts buying and selling sports cards and is posting them. How many people would then love LaMelo even more than they already do? And I have a picture of Hassan Whiteside here. Now, this definitely does not matter right now. But he was investing in Gary Trent this past offseason and posting videos of it and posting videos to uh, Instagram. And not to say people want to buy and sell Hassan Whiteside cards. He posted like one thing. But I think that there's players that might not have that much going for them on the court that could then make their values actually worth something if they're like actively in the community, making people like them, you know, getting involved. I think it could be really, really big, actually. Question. Yeah. Play contrarian here a little bit. Now, I know this isn't in the hobby, but Juju Smith-Schuster, obviously, prices were really high because of everything he did off the field. Sure. And then he started tanking on the field. Where is prices now? I'm assuming they dropped. I don't actually know. Yes, but while his stuff was high because of his off-the-field maybe stuff with it, I mean, he at one point was a top 10 receiver, like one year, you know, or like top 15 receiver or something. Yeah, when he wasn't the number one guy on his team. <laughs> Correct, but he he did it at one point, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So it wasn't like that he's just some rando. But like I, I have a feeling that Trace McSorley's stuff had some value this offseason because he was really big on TikTok for a little bit, I think. He might still be. Um, and people, I think that feel like people started buying his cards maybe because of that, but I think that that can be really important. All right, Nate, go ahead. Um, so mine was we swing back around to trends that were trends and then fell off. So you see, you know, we're watching tennis, tennis is blowing up right now, right? And golf blew up, and I feel like NASCAR maybe had its moment in the sun, um, with uh, uh, Haley, Deegan. whatever her last name is, Deegan. Um, and so, uh, I think these things will just become cyclical where we will kind of forget about them as they, as people move on to the next thing, whether that's, I don't know, USA gymnastics cards, if that's a thing or, um, swimming cards like Michael Phelps, if that's a thing or, uh, whatever other random sports are out there that haven't been touched yet. Bowling. I don't know. Um, but I feel like people are going to forget, and then I think they will come back around when they see that there is perceived value in that stuff again. Sure. Um, this might be a little bit less than over four months, though, six, four to six months. I, I will say when I made this presentation, I actually had Nate's like newest trend thing in mind because my biggest thing is that we've like, we've went through so many trends in the last year now. It's getting harder to figure out the next trend. It, it was a little not easy, but, you know, basketball related to soccer, soccer related to this. You know, then you go to 
Star Wars and then Marvel because Star Wars is going off Mar- or vice versa, whatever you have it, you know, like it was, it, it, it made sense why it was happening. But I think that it's hard to predict right now because we don't know what trends will come back when, and we won't be able to predict it either. But we think, you know, I might actually think that there is some room for stuff to be revitalized because they see how much it was worth at one point. Now it's down here. And they're like, well, I can maybe get up to here. And, and it starts to move higher. More people start to buy in. Sometimes it's not as drastic as finding that random sport that nobody really cares about and then buying in. Right? Like, now don't get offended by anybody that's a fan of NASCAR or tennis. But how many people really sit there and watch that stuff? week in and week out right at least that are really in the card market yeah um so you don't even have to go that far down you can just look at like wow zion prism cards are down luca prism cards are down right i'm gonna buy in because i think there's value and wait for them to go back up or uh bowman chrome market has exploded so now the top and tops chrome market has exploded so now i think there's value in the tops flagship market right it can still be in a major sport um I don't know where I'm trying to go with that, but you get my point. Well, that is a lot of yeses in a row. Let's limit that. Otherwise, we might need to take some action. Trying to limit the spam. And there is, I just clicked, it's put user in timeout. (laughs) You can put a user in a timeout. (laughs) Really? One second. Let me go find your comment from above and see if I can put you in timeout. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, Okay. Let's move on, but we'll say Nate had different newest trend and he switched it right before the thing. I didn't notice until right now. Um, oh, I did. I did. Are you going to reveal it or are you going to save it? Uh, you can't ban a chat owner. Lame. Um, oh, it was it was Game of Thrones and Stranger Things. I decided to go to a kind of a sports card market thing because this is really sports card related. But I do think... That we watch. What are, you, what are you pointing at right now? You're minimized, so I can see the chat over here. Can you see it? Oh, there's a really bad glare right on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to tell what that is in a million years. <laughs> I didn't realize that one is so small. Um, Stranger Things series one boxes. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I think you know Stranger Things four should be coming out this year. There should be a Game of Thrones um, spinoff about the uh, Targaryens from. Years before Game of Thrones should be coming out at some point. Um, you know, there's a new Lord of the Rings series in the works at Amazon. I don't know if there are Lord of the Rings cards or not, but I do think that you're seeing Star Wars get their their day, uh, Pokemon, that type of stuff. Uh, Harry Potter, are there Harry Potter cards, and have they gotten? Have they exploded? Um, I think you're going to see when these new series come out that uh, those cards are going to be, whew. yeah. All right, sour market time. So we had newest trend in our sour market, meaning like what's going to be not hot at the national? What's going to be sitting in cases, hard to move? My pick is high supply PSA 9 and PSA 10 cards as PSA works through their backlog and people go to sell, meaning too much supply in the market at one time. Prices drop a lot because there's not enough demand to go after those with as much supply as is coming into the market. A lot of this actually hinges on this past weekend in Dallas. I went past a bunch of showcases and the stuff that was sitting there that I didn't see people, people actually buying and selling that people weren't sitting there and looking at for a long time were those PSA nines, PSA tens of the prism base of the optic base of the mosaic insert 
Now, I'm not saying it's a bad card because I do think it provides a way for people to get into markets that don't normally more have money. It's more of an eBay card than a card show card. Exactly. It's more of an eBay card. It's more of a how many buyers are out there to eat this up than like uh, I need to get people to my showcase. What do I need in my showcase? And how do I get eyeballs? Now, I put this specifically in here because of the national. I'm not saying that these things are going to drop like a rock on eBay or anything. Like I think that there's going to be a lot of supply to where there are going to be some price drops and there could be buying opportunities. But at the same time, we don't know how much market the market is going to uh, increase over that, that time and how much more demand is going to come. My main point here is I think that a lot of people are going to be getting back bulk subs over the summer, taking them to the national, try to sell them. And we're going to see too many showcases with too many PSA 9s, PSA 10s of these high supply cards. Sorry, he said, somebody said overtime is in the chat. I just want to know who overtime is. <laughs> oh my gosh, you don't know what overtime is? Dude, it's got like millions of followers on Instagram and TikTok and stuff. You learn something new every day. <laughs> well, Nate, so overtime was actually in the chat a couple weeks ago. I think it was the episode you missed, the only episode you missed. Overtime, what's up? Good to see you here. Uh, huge, you know, like House of Highlights? Yeah. Huge, huge media company like that, sports media. Oh. Well, they have a collectible side too. I saw they actually reposted one of our Instagram posts on TikTok, which is really cool. So thank you for that. Uh, you learn time. something new every day. Yeah. Look at Nate. What a scrub. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nate. It's your turn. Um, so I didn't really realize that your this was geared towards card shows when you put this on here. It, it or, didn't have um, to be. It didn't have to be. Mine just was like half card show, half online. It can be whatever. Okay. Well, my sour market was uh, too many young baseball player prices have shot up. So you are looking at Soto's, right, to the moon. Franco, to the moon. Tatis, Eloy, even guys that hit one home run like Bobby Witt Jr. or um, Garrett Mitchell, who is 6 for 12 in spring training. And now you could have bought purples for less than you could buy a base three days later, right? Um, And so... It's one of those things where you're seeing these drastic, drastic price changes upwards. And I think people that are impatient that are going to buy at a high and then get impatient when it doesn't go higher and sell so they can put their money back into places, they are going to lose so much money. And the people that are patient and are willing to sit on a Wander Franco if they buy it for 400 and then it drops to 325 because he doesn't hit very well for a week. Um, and they're willing to not panic sell, they are going to do fine in the end. Nice. Uh, Oscar, I do, I do love you and appreciate you being here, but I want to test out the timeout tool because you're getting a little spammy. So I had to I had to test out the timeout tool and you're blocked for five minutes, it says. Feel free to comment after that. Um, we do see your comment. We, we just want to make sure we're not cluttering up the chat with multiple comments of the same thing. Uh, just to keep in mind for others out there too. I want to respond to this comment here from Sharpshooter. So now this is why there's a market for those base for the inserts, PSA 9s and 10s. The high end will always sell, but who can't afford them? I 100% agree. You know, here at Slapstocks, we're all about getting as many people involved as possible, different budget levels. Um, I'm not necessarily saying that it has to be high end. I'm saying that there's if there's too much of one thing that doesn't catch people's eyes, that's where the starts to be, you know, a problem. Um, you can find budget stuff that's really cool stuff that can catch people's eyes and many more, you know, will jump in on and, and uh, maybe, maybe snatch up or at least someone will walk by and say, Hey, that's really cool. Maybe I want that. Not even for investment reason, but maybe just for collecting. 
I agree. And hey, you know, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong if you like a card, and it doesn't even have to be an expensive card. If you can't afford a Julio Rodriguez base auto, right? And there's a PSA 8 that's going to be like $50, $60, $70 cheaper than a PSA 9 or a non-graded. Go ahead and buy it. There's nothing wrong with that. If he hits like he can, uh, people are still going to, you know, people spend a couple thousand dollars on a PSA 8, one Soto Bowman Chrome Auto. Mm -hmm. You know? So there's there's nothing wrong with it. I think everyone wants 10s. They'll settle for 9s, and then they, like, scoff at 8s, but... Michael Brown, I did see that, and I think I brought it up earlier. I don't know if you had to step out for a second, but Holland cards going up, boxes go up with them, just like how we see a lot of wax, uh, you know, move as the players move. And also, first half, I set supply is only going down from here. It was an online exclusive set. The more it gets open, the less supply in the market. It's a very interesting thing looking at Sapphire releases. Online exclusive to. Uh... Montgomery Club members. Nobody else. <laughs> that was really weird what happened there. All right. Health of the industry. This is just an overall thing. Really quick thought. I said this before too. I think that the highest point in industry history to this point is going to be going into and at the 2021 National in Chicago. Um, when you get a lot of people in the same place caring about the same thing where you can actually like feel the energy towards that versus sitting here and seeing like 200 comments on a slab stocks, Instagram post or something. It does a whole lot different for your uh, perception of what it is and how the industry is changing and trending. And I really think that this is going to be a really, really, really big thing. The show this summer, um, hundreds of thousands of people are going to be there. Book it. If COVID is, is not going to bar limitations or whatever, which I, we don't know what's going to happen with that. We get asked it a lot. We don't know. You know, I'll, I'll say stuff when I know more information. But big thing, big thing. Um, I agree. It's going to be an absolute blast. I went a little bit less into the card show and more into the digital era. And uh, I think it's getting so big that in, you know, when you go onto ESPN and you've got the MLB, NBA, NCAA men's, NCAA women's, NFL, right? And then you got the three dot, dot, dots, and you have a drop-down list of subcategories you can click on to get all the info on those sports that are on ESPN. I think eventually there's going to be a card section in there within like the next six months. And if there isn't, I think they have um, messed up royally. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... not, if, if, if there isn't, ESPN is definitely not with the times, and there's a reason why the Barstool Sports of the World and the Ringers of the World and the um, athletics of the world are going to put them out of business. Yeah. Um, Joe, I'm not sure on that. I've heard a lot of people say a lot of different things. We have a booth through the national communicating with the providers and everything, the hosts. We haven't heard any of that. So I would not listen to any rumors until the national comes out and says something or someone can actually show you something if they own a booth, what's going on. I would imagine it does happen. There might be some limitations, but I put my money on it happening, especially given how hot shows are. Nice, Henry. You went and opened your last two boxes. Uh, risky, but hey, if you PSA 10 the Holland base, uh, you're doing well. All right. Normally, this happens like way earlier in the show, but that was our that was our six month forecast. And I appreciate you all commenting, giving a bunch of thoughts. 
that was really fun, honestly. That was, I think that that went better than I thought almost. <laughs> um, that was good, good time. And I think there's a lot for you to think about and to, to you know, dream on and to make up your mind on. Um, that was just us getting our thoughts out there. Not that you all have the same thoughts or even remotely that's close to the same thoughts. But I, I do really think that uh, thinking about the next six months is important because of how much can change and how much is unknown right now. And it's a gamble uh, trying to figure out what the next thing is. It's nothing that is easy right now. It's not easy to figure out what the next thing is. I'm, I'm even sitting here, you know, thinking like, what the heck's going to happen? Like, I mean, we sit, in, we sit in cards every day, right? Yeah. Cards, we think about cards. We talk to people about cards. And even you and I are like. No, that's not saying like, you know, like, oh, shoot the market. It's like. Uh, we don't know what's going to, you know, what's what's next, what people are going to go to and stuff. It's not, you know, like very confident in the market itself, but. Um, it's- yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry if that was misconstrued. It's just these, these trends, it's like there's something new every day and it's hard to keep up and it's hard to know when people are going to drop out, you know? Yeah. I mean, so many few people, I mean, so many people are now going to baseball that we had, there's naysayers about baseball, you know, three, four months ago, but now that's huge. There's a really mm-hmm. good chance that baseball as a whole drops a good 25%, 30% over the next three months. You know, now there's going to be those few people that go up a hundred percent, 200%, which is what people are betting on. But as a whole, you know, and then you start to see soccer as the Euro comes, goes like that. And then it goes down again. You know, you always got to follow the, the cyclical nature of these things to understand really what happens. Otherwise you'll get caught in a bad period of buying or selling too. Yep. If you're buying when everyone else is buying, you probably messed up unless you're buying guys that people aren't super excited about. Baseball is easy because you can go to prospects, right? The rest of the sport's not so easy. Yeah. All right. Here we go. This is what we hit last week in the breaks. There's some other breaks we did, but I hit in the same exact box, the messy premium foil and the Ronaldo PSA tens are like 10 K each. Now these might not get PSA tens for some, uh, the cutting on these cards are really odd. If you look at the Ronaldo, it's actually kind of like wavy at the top. They didn't cut these things straight. I don't know why. I don't know how that affects the PSA grade. It could make it an eight could make it a nine. I've seen a nine with that type of cut. So hopefully the corners are good, but pretty crazy. Uh, Oh, we do not ignore you because you are from Australia. We love our international folks. Drop in the chat right now if you're from an international location other than the U.S. And we will give your city, your country some love. And then uh, another thing here. Baseball is too much history to tank. I'm not saying it's going to tank down to zero. We're talking about that the market can't be this hot. And then it will correct itself back down overall. Right, Nate? Right. I mean, Nate, you believe in the baseball market more than anyone, most likely, right? And True. and you True. also recognize the fact that baseball is probably going to see a lot of pullback oh. in certain areas. I mean, the moment, the moment one of these guys, one of these Vlads, Francos, Tatises, you know, Juan Sotos doesn't have a hot first week, those card prices are plummeting. Yeah. Just like last year with Acuna, remember? Mm-hmm. It's very slow. Uh, Austin Brown, good point here. PSA has rejected a lot of the 2010 missed cuts. I'm it's, uh, interested to see what happens with the people that hit these because, I mean, everyone saw I pull them right out of packs and they're just, uh, you know, made like that. All right, Melbourne, Australia, or Melbourne, I meant. Uh, Belgium. There we go. Two people so far. All right. This is our break schedule for this week. Starting tomorrow on Tuesday, we have 3 p.m., 4 p.m., 4.15, 5.15, and 6 p.m. Eastern time breaks. Pokemon Soccer doing a 2006 World Cup box, which is one of the biggest card sets of all time. 
2020 Hoops Retail and 2017 Prism Hobby Box, which I believe there's actually one pack left at slabstocks.com slash shop. So one pack left for tomorrow in 2017 Prism Hobby. And then Friday, we have the NBA Showcase Break, which is all sold out. One of my favorite sets ever, 2005 Tops Finest, designed so beautifully. Now we have three questions to end today with. Three questions. We went a long time with that six-month thing, but that's great. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get into that, Tony brings up a good point here. You said you shouldn't be buying when everyone else is buying. Then is it too late to get into soccer? No, uh, we don't We don't want to say that that generally because if you said that over the last two years and you saw everyone that's buying LeBron, Tops, Chrome, PSI 10s, you never would have bought. No matter if it's at 2K, 3K, 5K, 10K, and now it's up to 30K. What we're saying is when there's a pattern with a season starting and people are buying up to this point, and then that season starts and those players might not perform, that is when you start to see a dip in the short term. If you're buying like right up to the start day of the Euro tournament this summer for soccer, there is going to be a pullback in the soccer market for players that don't perform in the Euro that people are buying to see if they perform. Now, by the time that the World Cup comes the next summer and then 2026 uh, World Cup in North America, completely different story then. You know, like, there can be a lot of demand then back at those players, which we've seen many times over. NBA bubble goes up going into the season. You just need to really know how to read the trends, how many people are buying, and what's coming in the future. It's just not as much of a statement as, you know, people are into soccer right now. Well, over the next four months, next year and a half, many more are going to be into soccer as well. But you got to know in the short term, like, all right, is this the best time to buy? Is it the worst time to buy? That type of thing. Yeah, it's definitely a short-term thing. If you're buying long-term, and you really believe in somebody, I don't think there is a bad time, quote-unquote, to buy somebody. Yeah. Just now, the, if, I would say the worst moment to buy something is if there's a set that's particularly undergraded, and we know that a flood of PSA-graded cards are going to come from that particular set, that would be like an actual bad time to buy. You know, like buying the first few 2021 top series one rookies that hit the market as PSA 10s. Probably a bad time to buy. 2014 Prism last August when there's only 100 pop, Messi or Ronaldo. Bad time to buy. That type of thing. Hey, uh, Larry Smith, uh, Brandon Woodruff would like a word. <laughs> Dude hits jacks. Oh, my bad. <laughs> All right. Here we go. It moved on me. Here we go. Uh, Zach, Premier Soccer Investing, our soccer guy. He's super knowledgeable. He's very impressive. Um, every video he does impresses me just that much more. He did an excellent video on a Q&A for soccer, excuse me, for soccer card investing specifically. And Michael Brown called it a 10 out of 10. Lots to learn there. That was just posted last night. All right, back to the Q&A since we have a, you know, a little bit here to wrap up. All right, so after the NBA All-Star break, should you buy stars like LeBron and Kawhi for playoff push or buy players after they miss playoffs to break features like Cat, De'Aaron Fox, and Zach Levine? I'd also throw into this mix guys like John Morant. Um, I guess if Zion doesn't make the playoffs this year, which aren't they playing better? I haven't really checked the standings. Could be him too. But uh, I would say both. Last year we saw this both do well. We saw you buy those players after the All-Star break that then get a lot of hype going to playoffs. Now if they get eliminated from the playoffs, then you see that market drop. So you got to time it really well. You also have to be willing to lose some money to do it. You should not be buying these stars to flip if you're not willing to take a loss if they don't pan out because there's a good chance that they might not pan out. You know, there's only one NBA Finals winner, and even at that point, 
LeBron dropped after the finals. Patrick Mahomes dropped two years ago after the Super Bowl. Anthony Davis dropped after the finals, you know? So there's a small window to do it. I wouldn't recommend it. Trying to buy them to flip in that small the time period because a lot can go wrong. But what I do like is buying the bright futures, the young stars that don't make the playoffs, that markets drop, and then you can capitalize on going into the next season. That's a much more, I think, safe route to try to make some margin than really like trying to target those guys maybe buying up to the short-term peak on the, the stars for the playoffs. Now, it can work out. It can work out. But there's also a lot of risk. Yeah. You probably just echo that, right, Nate? I, I definitely echo that. One thing I don't echo, though, <laughs> Babe Ruth Candy Bar, underrated. I, I would say Babe Ruth Candy Bar is properly rated as trash. All it is <laughs> is chocolate and nougat. Wait, no, that's the one. No, wait, yeah? Yeah, are, are you thinking about Milky Way? Am I confusing myself? Yeah, Milky Way? No, is 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 Three Babe Musketeers. Three, oh, Musketeers. three Musketeers. Never mind. Babe Ruth is good. That's the one with peanuts, that's, right? Is that the one with like nuts in it and maybe some caramel or something? That oh, sounds no, pretty good been, to me. It's been forever. It's been forever. Yeah, I haven't had one of those in forever, too. All right. What are your thoughts on NBA Top Shot? Specifically, thoughts on selling offsite and being so difficult to get approved to withdraw funds. How long, if ever, before MLB NFL does something similar? We're good. <laughs> um, I'm going to keep this probably short because we talked about it at the end of last stream and honestly, like, not really my area of interest. But I would say uh, this would be something where you would, where we would say, like, short term rise too fast leads to a drop, especially when you can't get your funds out. Especially um, when people lose their now. This isn't. I don't know if this is happening to Top Shot, but you know how everyone's like NFT this, NFT that. Got to get your non fungible tokens. People are getting their non fungible tokens stolen, re put up for sale, and then bought, and so that you can't get them back because it's a one on one. But somebody else bought it, so it's theirs. They spent the money on it. I'm so confused. What you just said. <laughs> there was a whole big story today about how uh, NFTs were getting. Their people's accounts were getting hacked. Their NFTs were getting oh, taken, hacked. Okay, and then, and then put for sale, and somebody else buys it, and then the people that got them stolen can't get it back because somebody spent their actual money on it. Yeah, yeah. Not not a fan. That's all I gotta say. It's not yeah. not not for me. Not a fan. There's a market out there for everything. If there's enough people that want to do it or want to make money through it, as you as we found out, but uh, not not for me. I agree. All right. Will vintage soccer dip after Euros are complete, creating an opportunity to buy? Um, I don't, you know, I know you said uh, Cards to Glory said vintage soccer, but I feel like the vintage soccer would be much more uh, bulletproof to a drop after the Euro. Maybe some interest wanes in general in the soccer card market, but the, you know, modern stuff would probably be much more at risk if they don't play well. So I guess I would say potentially, but I'd also say that probably all soccer you is going to be a buying opportunity over the next year for sure and potentially you know three years. So you definitely just need to see what's going up when and when you might be able to forecast a dip. I think if you see a dip in any amount of cards that are like really sought after and in demand in soccer, you should chase it. And that's what people were doing in December and in January, and they're sitting very well right now. There was a very, very big and important buying opportunity for soccer this past November to January. I know we're in March now, so if you missed the boat, you missed it. But there's also time remaining in the future. So 
keep that in mind. All right, hey, Austin, uh, I'll answer your question before, Don, because I saw you put it in a couple more times. Uh, should you invest in, invest in Mbappe's sticker? If you're talking about PSA grade 2016, yes. If you're talking about PSA grade 2018 World Cup sticker, I'd be a little more hesitant because I think a lot are going to be get graded by PSA because you can open those boxes for fairly cheap and people are probably sending them off to PSA in bulks and there'll be a lot in the market. Hey, question for you. We're both in agreement that Top Shot is stupid, right? Waste of <laughs> money. That being said, if you could buy an NFL Top Shot of Aaron Rodgers breaking Bears fans' hearts year in and year out, pick a year, there will be a Top Shot of it, of him destroying a bear somehow. How much would you spend on that? I just go buy his like Top Chrome Refractor PSA 10. <laughs> I think everyone knows that. Everyone knows what I'm doing with that money. <laughs> yeah. But I, I get what you're saying. Um, peeps, how about a Jonathan Taylor shout-out repping Badgers? Uh, I got in the room next to me my whole stash of JT cards. Definitely shout-out to JT. I'm not sure why you brought him up or why you said Badgers. I don't know if you graduate from there, but any Badger is a friend of mine. So, peeps, you're my bud now. And you're not Nate's bud um, because Kansas stinks, and all Badgers any, hate Kansas. Any – um. Any truth to the rumors that Bo Ryan was a terrible co- or a terrible human being and you shouldn't be uh, praising him as the uh, Badgers' best coach of all time? Did that come out of my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I don't comment on personal situations, just like how you don't comment on Ryan Braun. <laughs> all right. Speaking of Ryan um, Braun, he was in the booth today, apparently. He was in the training. booth? And he hasn't said anything about – did he say anything publicly about what he's doing or what? Uh, somebody – I forget who it was. Somebody he works out with said that they think he's going to come back in July, but he'd only come back for the Brewers. Doesn't want to play a full season. We'll see. So, so I can rest easy knowing that he won't play for another team? Yep. Yes. That's all I care about. <laughs> but we, we need to see him with a little encore, you know, end of the season into the playoffs a little bit we, a little we, bit it's got to be a proper send-off at miller park did you see did you see it there place a sign finally I, i've i've seen the sign in person i did not like it i just drove by actually on sunday it was the first time i actually saw it on the stadium and uh not a fan <laughs> not a fan at all miller park forever mh shoes hyped to be here first time look at that welcome mh shoes uh thanks for joining us best qb to buy in into the right now in the off season. Let me tell you, there hasn't really been too many price drops. Prices have stayed uh, pretty, pretty similar to the end of the season. So right now it's kind of got to be who you're betting on going forward. Like, I mean, Josh Allen prices are still extremely high. Uh, Kyler Murray prices still extremely high, you know, all those guys. So I think if it were me, I'd go back to the beginning and go with Joe Burrow. Really quick, at the very end of this, I just want to give a little sentiment on Dallas Card Show and what I saw in showcases and what might have been hot. Um, you'll see more in the vlog that goes up this week. Nate, Bowman Chrome Autos, there were a lot in showcases. You got to watch the video. I called you out a couple times, dude, because I was like, Nate would love this. Tatis Orange Refractor Auto 95, I saw twice. I saw twice at the show. Soto Gold Refractor Auto, so many Acuna Blues, uh, Luciano Oranges, Franco Load, you know, like stuff you just don't see every day, you know. Mm-hmm. And it 
I will definitely say that baseball was like, other than Kevin Durant and Mbappe and Holland, like baseball is probably one of like the more like loaded showcases that I think people are actually willing to negotiate on because prices have risen a lot recently. Basketball, mm-hmm. a lot of people were holding out. Like there's a ton of nice basketball. People are really holding out for top prices, not wanting to move stuff because they know how much potential is you know, left there going into next season, the national, all that stuff. So, um, but I was pretty impressed with the baseball selection there. And I will say that football was definitely like one of the lowest there other than, you know, your Mahomes and your uh, Tom Brady. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see football and baseball kind of switch places at the national, you know, like leading right up to football season, baseball season's coming to the playoffs type of thing. Um, it's not quite done yet. So I guess that it might be a little bit better than football right now. But I, I could really see, you know, you start to see those massive Herberts, massive Burrows, massive uh, Mur- Kyler Murray's in the cases, just like how I saw all those Bowman Chrome guys. Interesting. Remember back 2019 National when we saw that black gold Luca? Yeah, I did. What do you think that card goes for nowadays? I think that that was Black Jaded Wolves card. It was. Um, it's probably uh, $700,000, $600,000, $700,000 card. If it's a PSA 10, because the gold, the true gold, I've tended 800K back when the market was a little hotter, like a month and a half ago. I also think that the black gold probably will sell for less than the gold. So it might be around 500K, but still, what was it? The national 40K, <laughs> 30K, not 500K. Yeesh. All right, we're going to wrap it up here, but. One more, because I saw Danny was hoping for some more basketball talk. Goodbye for NBA next five years. I'm just going to go with my pick, I think, for for the prospect hot at the National. I think Tatum, a Celtics team that I think has a lot of pieces, and if they can really build that team out better than they might have it right now, which is hard to say because they kind of got a lot and they're not winning right now as much as they should be probably. I think a Tatum could could very well be – you know, Giannis, Luca, Zion, Tatum. That's how I see top four young players in the NBA. You can throw in John Morant into the mix, Trey Young if the Hawks can get better, and some other guys, of course. But uh, that's just what I'm seeing. Sweet, Nate. You want one more one pick on that before we wrap up, or no? Nah, I'm good. No, nah. didn't know if you just want to throw out those thoughts that might not be taken with much weight or not. Just like how I do with baseball, I try. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's wrap it up here. Everyone, thank you so much for watching. There was good attendance today. Very good discussion. Uh, if you didn't see the entire episode, I recommend going back and uh, rewatching the, the, the first 40 minutes um, and reading the comments who as you go. Make sure to pull up the live chat and read what people are saying because as much as we like to give our thoughts, I know other people do too. It's a good place for people to give their thoughts on uh, different industry changing elements that we can all uh, you know enjoy and read and try to think on together. So with that, thank you everyone for watching. We will be back here next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. I think next week we might do it a little different. I think we're going to do the same thing where we come with a topic beforehand. And then we're going to take questions live in the chat from all of you. Because there's plenty of people and plenty of questions coming in we can do that with. Versus fielding questions beforehand um, through the Google form. I think it will just be a little easier if we can do that and get more questions involved. And uh, Nate says that he thinks that Kansas is going to win it all. <laughs> this Saturday, round one. No big Ooh. deal. I can't get it over all the way, or else I would get the rest of that Kansas in there. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it a little bit. Hey, thank you, everyone. Uh, 
for saying for saying the nice words about this chat. It was a really good live stream, in my opinion. Come back tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern time. We have some big breaks going on that y'all can watch and enjoy and have some fun and cards together with myself ripping some packs. And then Nate, Nate's going to be back down here at some point doing some baseball. Uh, we're going to get down the schedule for you know, probably the following week. So Once Aaron gets his uh, COVID out of the way from the Dallas card show. It's just going to keep getting pushed back. Nate's never going to be breaking. You just got your first vaccine. It might half work by now. <laughs> I think it's more than half, but. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you. And we will see you all next week at 6 p.m. Eastern time. See you guys.